forever. Dog. Come on in. The water's fine. This week on the podcast, Linda Cargill's pool party. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we are talking about the pool party, or just, excuse me, pool party. Not the, Linda it's not Cargill. the, not the pool party. Because there are multiple. There are, there are uh, yeah, God, Why there are so pool many parties. pool parties. Uh, unnecessary number of pool parties. Uh, same thing keeps happening. At yeah, they got to stop having these pool parties. I'm going to stop it. <laughs> stop people are dying <laughs> like legit dying like i was truly shocked at how many people fucking died in this book yeah and they keep they're like we'll lure them in with another pool party and it's like yeah where they will inevitably kill again and elude you yes yes very because stupid. you are very bad really at finding killers and and also this is very weird <laughs> and nothing makes sense. And um, I don't know how, how everything. Why? How? Why are our tax dollars? Yeah. If we lived in, in the Keys, why are our tax yeah. dollars going to fund multiple cops following these two teenagers around 24-7? <laughs> Just arrest and charge them already. Also, like they okay, keep arresting I know that- them and then letting them go and then putting like many, many cops on them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, many because they have many. like a couple different operations going on here because mm-hmm. they have their. <laughs> oh, my have- God. Irene. Irene. I laugh Irene. out loud <laughs> Wait, on that reveal at the end. I was like, <laughs> me too. What? I was like, what? Explain. In because- what world? To what end? Nothing had happened yet. To Nothing what end? Had happened. Well, the girls had gone it. missing. You no, no, they hadn't. Yes, they did. They she came. I read. Oh, but wait, she did the, the, the invitation. invitations. <laughs> Nothing had happened yet. <laughs> what? What? Okay, so this is what happened. This book is crazy. I think it's a coincidence that Irene is a cop. And she like wanted to in 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 what's the word? How did she know that something was going to happen? How she did didn't. She so know? here's what I think. I think she wanted to relive her high school experience. She was like <laughs> never been kissing everybody. Mm-hmm. She Josie like Grossy. threw this big party, and then like then there were murders at the party, and she was like, okay, so now I have something to fall back on. If I get discovered, I'll just say I'm like <laughs> investigating these murders and not just like try. Also. So she's a she's a cop who is like the best artist I, that anyone has ever seen. Also, what is maybe she, she doing? started as a police sketch artist? Oh, that's right. Okay, <laughs> that's how you, you work your way up. Yeah, you start as a police. Everyone starts yeah, yeah, as a police yeah. sketch artist. That's the that's the int- entry level job. If you work really hard, people you think can it's just straight up police cop, chief. But no, no, no. You <laughs> everyone has to start as a sketch artist. First, you are a sketch artist. Then you do the fingerprints. Then you <sighs> become a cop. The truly, okay, Sharon, first of all, like from page one, I was like, Sharon, you are asking for some bullshit to happen at your house. Mm-hmm. 
Which she because knew. She knew, but she wanted to be popular. Anyway. I and also, why does she hate all those girls so much? She they seem fine. She was so annoyed by their existence. I know. Okay, let me read the weird. let me read the summary. Okay. Sharon's party should have been perfect. The event of the year. After all, <laughs> it was being held in the indoor outdoor pool. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? 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 I thought it was what? just an outdoor pool. I did not know there was an indoor it's, element to this it's pool. It's outdoor and then they encased it in glass. So it like is part indoor. of it in glass. No, I guess, the yeah. whole thing. It's the like they put a little greenhouse thing. around the pool. They put like oh, a glass right. enclosure. All right, all right, all right. Uh, the indoor outdoor pool at her mother's exclusive new hotel. It was it, definitely so <laughs> a party any senior would love to be invited to. But mm. somebody had invitations delivered before they were supposed to be mailed. And they went to all the people Sharon hardly even knew. Even though things seemed kind of weird. <laughs> Sharon decided to go with the flow. How bad could things be? Sharon should never have believed that everything would be okay. She should have known that something was very, very wrong. Because now, some of her guests might end up doing the dead man's float. For real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's the weird thing. None of them are doing the dead man's float. They are all murdered with knives. Yeah, they're not in the then- pool. No, the, no, none the, of them die in the pool. They no disappear first. They did the pier first. And they were all buried in shallow graves in like mm-hmm. the woods. But no one is killed in a pool. No, they're missing and then they're found missing. dead. They're missing. That was the other thing that like I thought was really weird because like, well, I guess because Phil was like the mastermind behind it all. Okay, <laughs> the extent of what Phil and his friends like did and their like reasoning for killing these girls is mm-hmm. insane. Yes. And so convoluted and so complicated. It's so complicated. Like and why are you so doing all not of this? going to work ever? No. no. I'm shocked that it worked for the amount of time that it did because mm-hmm. it involved Phil so Phil's her new boyfriend who she met and he like graduated from high school somewhere on the other side of the country and like she doesn't even really know very much about him blah 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 however she has this boyfriend that she (laughs) broke up with (laughs) in the past and she's like oh my god like i am feeling things with dan even though dan is like really into his rock collection that detail (laughs) that he she's like i don't even know if he likes me because all he does is look at his rocks (laughs) and he takes me on a hike Oh, also like, when she was pretty normal, but okay. hikes are pretty normal. I mean, I did think that his idea for her birthday to like take her like Don't into the Everglades. Do your own interest. Don't do your own interest <laughs> for somebody else's birthday. She doesn't it's like not that. Right. No, she doesn't want to go he, in the Everglades. If he were paying attention, he would have noticed that. Well, because she was so fucking bored the whole time, mm-hmm. and probably being eaten alive by mosquitoes. If we're being real, if we're being real, <laughs> if we're being real, the Everglades. Like, it's the fucking Everglades. But anyway, that's all in the past because right now she's with Phil mm-hmm. and Phil <laughs> wears flip flops. He's a hottie. I <laughs> could not believe how many times it was mentioned that he wore flip flops. I the sec I couldn't stop thinking of fucking hunks from <laughs> Sweet Valley High when yes. Ryan was telling us about going on a date on flip flops and playing basketball in flip flops. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my Very God. Very funny. Very funny. But he does wear flip-flops everywhere. Yes. But like, you and got bad vibes from does, him, right? 
was from the beginning 100 percent. and he talks like a 50s greaser villain okay yeah why why does he talk this way also kind of everyone does like they're like so you're saying and i guess is that the southern aspect of them because they're in florida okay maybe but just like everybody's speaking styles like desperately 50s and then all of a sudden cell phones make an appearance (laughs) when the cell phones when the flip phone thing happened i was like what yeah i was shocked excuse me i and it's like i because flip phone that's yeah some like after brick thousands technology i know confused i don't know brick nokia yeah flip phone yeah it's so like, when was this ring? Well, to answer your question, I think we're going to be baffled by it because I remember it being kind of an older book. 96. So I guess flip phones. Oh, yeah, because you'd pull out the little thing. There were just bigger flip phones. Oh, I know. It wasn't a, yeah, it wasn't the clamshell kind. It was the kind where yeah. you would like bring the, it, it was covered the buttons. It looked like a Blackberry that you yeah. folded in half. Yeah. Like it had like a little, very flimsy, like, antenna like plastic piece <laughs> and the antenna was like really flimsy but do you remember like the plastic piece would like fold over the buttons so like it would protect yes. the buttons but the microphone yeah. was like in the end of that that's probably what it was yeah 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 and uh, but like the the screen might yeah. be showing on the outside and so yes. it was like a brick flip yeah it was basically <laughs> just a brick that had like a little flippy thing yeah google google 1996 flip phone and you'll see the different You'll see the different technology. Oh my God, actually, I had this phone. Yeah. Duh. Duh, Lindsay. It was a flip phone. Stupid idiot. I sent this to you. They didn't. Yeah, it's this one with the flip. Uh, yes, I'm remembering it now. Because, yeah, it was like either one of the sides of the flip basically didn't do shit. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Yep. That was my phone. I totally forgot. I never had that one. I think my first one was like a, or it wasn't even mine. It It was like, my mom's old one that she let me have. And it mm-hmm. was uh, like Same. the Nokia kind. Mm. The, like Mine was for emergencies only. And to call and say I was on my way home. Yeah. And to call and update her on my general location. Right, right, right. If we right. left the place that I said I was going to be, I would call her and let her know. Yeah. Wow. So, yes. My, my apologies to myself, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Wrong assumptions. No, I was the same though because I was like I was picturing like, you know, the the ones that were like more popular in like two thousand one or something. I yeah, I was picturing the flip phone that I had until twenty twelve. Yeah, I was picturing from like two thousand five to twenty twelve. Yes, like the LG whatever. That was like the first LG phone ever. Yeah. Yeah, it was LG. And I had the Motorola Razor for a little while. Oh. Yeah, I remember thinking Snazzy. like holy fucking shit i have a razor like that was like the phone <laughs> that everyone fucking wanted it. yeah i was like shit now i'll be popular and guess what didn't work <laughs> <laughs> did not fucking work mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i had a red razor too because that was cheaper for some reason because hmm. they had like red and then they had black and they had pink and that was like the pink one was like the cool mm-hmm. girls had that i could not get that one and then the red one was like I don't know, like $25 cheaper than the black one. And my parents were like, we'll get you that one. And I was like, <sighs> it's like nobody has red. Why would I want red? I want pink. Yeah. Oh, well. I, I wanted the pink one. I wanted the I wanted the black one, but 
I think my my sister was probably too young. She I don't think she had. She didn't have that. And then at mm-hmm. one point I had the LG NV. That was later I don't though. I know that one. It was green and like it flipped. It was kind of like a sidekick. Like it flipped like. Oh, yeah. So you could have a kick. full. Yeah. You could have like a full. Um, you could have like a full keyboard inside. But then you would have like the mm. buttons on the outside. Yeah. It was pretty chunky because, you know, it kind of had to be two phones in one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the technology wasn't there yet. But you know what? I was thriving. Anyway, these teens have <laughs> you know, flip I was phones. living my best life. Oh, yeah. Yes. They have flip phones and they don't show up until two thirds of the way through, probably. And uh, this is after everybody has been talking like it's the 50s. Truly, like, truly. Sharon's mom is ready for Sharon to marry Phil. When Mary, the fact that everyone loves Phil so much. Like, yes, like, when she shows the, the ring. And the mom that Phil gets her and the mom, mom pulls is out a crying. handkerchief and weeps a handkerchief. My parents. Yes. My parents would have been like, um, too young. Um, However, where'd you get that ring? <laughs> exactly. But mom in this book, she's so happy that her daughter's about mm-hmm. to get hitched. No one has any kind of good judge of character. Phil is unbearable. Like when he I know mm-hmm. that he has a secret agenda and this is why he's acting this way. But when he like starts showing up at her school and then goes on the fucking intercom at school that and tries to was so I, weird. I so weird. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Honestly, mm-hmm. it is better. It is it is better that he was trying to do that so that way it would be too chaotic at the place so no one would notice that he was trying to like find gold. Because if he were truly trying to help her and that's what he did, like that unforgivable unforgivable that is because an unforgivable it's so curse. weird it's it makes no so sense. and it's so overstepping and it's so and everyone just being like mm-hmm. wow feels so nice i can't believe he did that for you and like if i were her i i mean because she's like oh i don't want to make him mad because he's really cute and like I, he's like you know she's not experienced and so she's dating basically anybody who's nice to her um especially after the dud of dating a guy that liked you less than rocks but <laughs> okay truly okay it's literally so she's at school and she's like he keeps insisting to drive her to school and he's like really insinuating himself in her life and he's and he's like oh um usually he drops her off like at the flagpole or whatever but then he like keeps driving and she's like what are you doing and he's like oh i'm I'm just gonna drop you off and then i'm gonna park and she's like what and he's like don't worry about it and then in first period, they're doing the announcements in class and he goes on there and he's like, hey, everybody, a really bad thing has been happening to someone that we all really care about. That's that right. Sharon's so family. They've been suffering because, you know, there's really bad things happened at their uh, hotel and uh, we need to try and fix up the place to make sure that people want to come out there and uh, want to stay there. So if, let's get some community pride to pitch in and do what we can. If plants are your thing, volunteer to weed the grounds. If you like pools, run the Barracuda, which is like the underwater the pool cleaner. Yeah. Pool cleaner thing. The uh, pool Roomba. If you're a neat freak, straighten a room. I call this project Save RN. And the fact that he calls it a project and he named it something. And then sign-up sheets are passed around in senior homerooms and everyone's signing up and everyone's like, oh my God, Sharon, like, how could you not tell us that you were in trouble financially? Like, oh my gosh, I remember your party. It'd be so bad if you lost your place. So like, we're all going to help out. That is a nightmare. 
the mortification. But at the same time, I'm like, Sharon's attitude about it is like, what happened to good old fashioned pride and never telling anyone that you're struggling? Oh, yeah. Old fashioned pride and keeping your problems to yourself. I was like, she would be shocked by GoFundMe. I know. She kind of lost me there. But she was. It is really weird that he is just doing this of his own volition. And honestly, thank God it's because he just is trying to steal. Because if it was that he was just trying to like trying take to care help. of her, very that, weird. Oh, very bad. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those cases where, because you know how we have the trope of, oh, he's a red herring. So like his behavior is no longer alarming, but like it is much worse. Uh-huh. Or this is the opposite where it's like, oh, thank God he's the killer because like. Yeah, because that would have been <laughs> really bad. That really very, very bad. And just the way that he's like giving her this jewelry and like showing up and always being around and driving her to school and not letting her out of his sight. Like, thank God it was really just because he wants treasure mm-hmm. and not treasure. to be a boyfriend. Like literal, literal like, Spanish treasure. Li- yep. Mm-hmm. Literal Spanish treasure. This book <laughs> is, <laughs> tell me if you agree, one of the oddest books we've read it's extremely like strange str- in its structure and writing style and what happened. Because like, I think when we're saying what's happening, it's all kind of stuff we've seen before, but the pace at which, at which it's clipping along and mm-hmm. how much time passes and like there are scenes of dialogue, but there's also so much we're told where it's like, and then three days later, this and that and the other thing. And then he did this and then I did that. And my and Sharon was pretty weirded up. I'm, and it's just a lot of like telling us stuff that happened off page. Well, I, which I'm we've seen before. We but- have seen before specifically this combination of stuff in Linda Cargill's other book, The Surfer. Because remember the like, Oh, weird her yeah yeah she was she did the surfer which was like that weird kind of like first of all she loves stories about treasure and boats and sailors and mean dads and like mean pirate dad or uh sea sea seafaring fathers Oh and, my God, you're right. Yeah, I was like, we've seen a book plot was, like this before, but yeah. blah, 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 but no, it was her. It's her. She's obsessed. And, That's so weird. And it was the similar kind of like almost a storytelling thing instead of. Yeah. Yeah. Like where she's actual like, scenes. Yeah. Yeah. There were more scenes was, in this one. There were more scenes for sure because there's also more characters. Mm-hmm. Um. But it also has that similar her her she also really likes mysterious outsider very beautiful woman that is like haunting or bothering the main character. I which, was so annoyed when it like was like none of it's real, and then it was like just kidding, it might be a little bit real. But like people <laughs> were putting on like wigs and playing tapes for her to hear and drugging her cokes. Which how how they were glass bottles. They said bottles. Yeah, they maybe said glass plastic, bottles. Maybe, so maybe a they syringe just put or something, powders or something like just really diluted right. it because you know Coke, right. it's very fizzy. Maybe uh-huh. it like maybe it di- you know uh, what's the word dissolved faster. Also, okay, now you touched on this. Let's get into it because the sheer amount of work oh. that these this villains had to do. Villain. 
I don't know if you guys understand how much because on top of all of their haunting, they also had to do like normal person behaviors. I'm saying that loosely because the stuff that Phil is doing is not normal, but like to throw her off the scent. So like he is working like 80 hour work weeks at this fucking inn, like teaching swimming lessons, teaching like being a lifeguard. Like he, he is running an arts and crafts like re- retreat at this thing for visitors mm-hmm. on top of having to like orchestrate and choreograph hauntings, mm-hmm. having to source like wigs and outfits to it's look so much like ghosts. Uh having to drug but also to date sharon how is he doing all this how and also there's a team but it's still so much it's it's so much because also and murders because because on top of it like i feel like he oh and hide jewelry like frame her for the murders uh oh fill a doll with blood and Mm -hmm. put the doll in various places that are scary um change the doll's outfits um oh fuck with the air conditioning so that way it's cold in certain areas of the house like literally every aspect of every single one of these hauntings have been orchestrated by a group of teenagers the same yep. group well not te- it young or like, i guess they're in their early 20s or right t- the other guys could have been any age i guess yeah but it's like a fucking team of uh, what Ice was the name people? of their business they were like pool cleaners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They did some kind of, I don't remember what their trade was besides murder and stealing because they did do a lot of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they, okay. Also the reasoning for their murder is, are you guys ready? They're like, these girls. <laughs> I, I didn't understand. I couldn't. So irritated by this explanation. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, these girls that were killed were wearing jewelry from like Trevor's Trove or Dave's some, whatever treasure the, box. Dave's treasure, Dave's treasure Dave's, box. Yeah, which is like this. Basically, they promise to like they're like, oh, we find jewelry in the old Spanish wrecks off of the coast and we sell it here, and that's where everybody gets their jewelry. Which also seems insane. Like, and why does everybody think it's real? Why does everyone think it's real? Like having grown up in a beach town, like those stores that sell like bullshit from the ocean that, you know, like whatever, like everyone knows that that's cheap bullshit. Like it's crazy that these teenage girls are like, oh my God, this is the nicest fucking jewelry because it was found at the bottom of the ocean in a Spanish wreck. I'm like, why are these guys so convinced that like him selling fakes is going to drive down the value of the treasure they find? Take it elsewhere. And it isn't clear how killing the girls who wear this jewelry is going to A, stop anybody from buying it. Yeah. (laughs) Or B, like stop the jewelry from existing. C, like it it doesn't track. Like it's not like they said like, Oh, like I, we killed all the girls like right outside of Dave's treasure trove, so people would be too scared to like go in there. Yeah, or no, it's not or, connected to Dave's at all. Not at all, or like not even like. Oh, they were talking a lot about wearing Dave's treasure trove jewelry, and we killed them, and then the police were like, 
oh, anybody that's wearing that jewelry, that's who's targeted by the killer. Like none of no. that happened. No, it's it's anybody who goes to a pool party is in danger. And they want yes. people at the house so that they can continue digging. Yes, but then at the so same like, time- So like, why are you making people afraid of the house? Because they also, yeah, they do two things. These They're guys like, are we, we fucking to, idiots. They were like, they, they, they have a marketing problem because half of them are like, let's scare everybody. Like half of what they do is let's scare everyone away from the inn so that way people aren't looking for treasure like we are. And then they're like, but we should make everybody go there so that way we can look in the chaos. So yep. then which is it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is it? Uh, they're trying to have it both ways. And it like, because of the writing is working in their favor. But of course, it makes <laughs> no sense at all. No. None out of it makes any sense. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So like at the beginning of the book, Sharon is planning on throwing a pool party at Phil's behest. Because it'll help make her Phil popular, babe. Fucking people at the house. And before she even has a chance to invite anyone, these very fancy gilded invitations go out, inviting random people at the school who she's not really friends with. And then she goes home and then there are very expensive caterers setting up. And the mom's like, I didn't order these caterers. And they're like, don't worry, it's paid for. And by like, the best of the by best. Whomst. And and then people Whomst? show up and and they're all s- about to sit down to enjoy those steaks. And oh yeah, they're like, oh, I need salt for my steak. Or Which that was salt the other thing. for the steak. Okay. And I was like, also- you do not need fucking salt for that steak if it's any good. Well, and also the fact that it's the chef who's like, wait, I cannot serve these steaks without salt. <laughs> salt shaker. Which, and, and like, he's like, all the yes, steaks are cooked. to season the meat, but we're but talking you the do salt that before. shaker after also, the fact they're also looking you, for. If you are a chef, you season your meat before you cook it. You do exactly. not That's how you wait. make food. Yes. And so the fact that this chef, this chef is like, where is the salt? We keep it in like a tableside salt shaker. Which also insane. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I need to be able to prepare this. And I refuse. No, 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 no. What's going on is he's about he- ready to serve the steak. And he's like, but people can't eat unless they have access to the salt shaker. And so he's refusing it's to It's not the even steaks. that he's going to season the meat. It's no, no, no. Yeah. It's I not. Think. It's not seasoned. Yeah. It's but he's like, unseasoned I can't serve meat it. that they have to salt themselves, which is some 50 shit if I've ever yeah. heard it. And he's like, well, I can't serve this if they don't have their salt. So we can't. He's like, don't do anything with the steaks. Like, what was Leave my them grandma on the making these steaks? Come on. Seriously. Inside jokes. 
And then inside joke, I was going to say, is that my dad? Because my knew, dad yeah. doesn't season his meat. And then, yeah. And then my grandma covers it would, in salt and pepper on the table. Yeah. No seasoning and well, well done. So well done. Dry, dry, dry. So well done. Dry, dry, dry. Flavor less. <laughs> so yeah, I was salting my meat after the fact. Yeah. Because it was garbage. <laughs> yeah. You got to salt Love that meat my before. grandma, but like a, a depression era. Yeah. Uh, upbringing and and 50s Americana no bad eating very bad yeah eating. very bad um so it's like that and so he's like I will not serve a single steak I have to go look for the salt shaker and then he disappears and the meat is continuing to cook yeah and he's refusing and to then, take it off. he's not putting it in a cloche he's not taking it off like He's no. like, no, we have to look it's while not, the meat's I'm going to send somebody else in my company to look for the salt shaker. No, <laughs> it must be he I. He has to go. It must be I. He's like, excuse me, waiter. Like the keep an eye on these steaks. He's like, watch these steaks. And and literally, it's like, why don't you just take them off of the flame? Mm-hmm. Put a cloche on top. Put them in a warming <laughs> thing. You are a catering service after all. Put them in send like a warming someone tray. else to look for or it. Or literally, yeah, literally anyone else that's working for you, they can look for the salt. Whole ass team of caterers there. But it doesn't matter because he dies. <laughs> the guests go to, no, he doesn't. He, oh, wait, so he, he just disappears. Mm-hmm. He gets bonked. So he that's disappears. Right, right. And then three teenage girls go to look for him. And then they disappear. Like one by one, they go to look. Can't find him. They're just like, we've taken the steaks off the stove. I got to have that fucking salt shaker. So they go looking for him too. Cannot find them. Dan, I think, then goes to look for them, comes back with the salt shaker and is like, they are nowhere to be found. Party is shut down. Cops show up, search everywhere, can't find them. But the caterer chef got bonked and was like out by his car. Okay. Can I interject with exactly the timing of this? Because to me, that was one of the most insane things that's ever happened. So... (laughs) So they're like, okay, chef goes inside, he's gone. Then the three girls go in, they're gone, okay? And then Mm -hmm. Dan's like, I'm going to go look for them. And he's, fine. okay, ready? A minute or two later, Dan returned holding the salt shaker high in the air. I found it on the top shelf. Nobody was around. I didn't see Donna, Elaine, or Marge anywhere. And I checked upstairs and down. Their cars are still here too. Sorry, Sharon, I called the police. The fact that he goes from being like, oh, not I just can't find them. He like, what are you talking about? not enough like, time. It, I he, know that- he's making it sound like he just scoured a three-story Victorian yes. hotel yes. mansion. Yes. But also like, even and then it's like, the okay, yes. It's like maybe they're like on the grounds or like something. But he's like, instantly he's like, police. I'm yeah, calling I've them. checked everywhere. <laughs> he is correct to call the police because they are dead. Uh-huh. But- I did think it was weird that he instantly, like, a minute of searching, okay? One minute. Mm-hmm. Walking around, he's like, hmm, I don't see them. 911? A minute was barely going to be enough time to find that salt shaker. Exactly. He probably only it's looked for that salt shaker. It's a big-ass mansion. He only looked for that salt shaker, found yeah. it, and was and like, And then he was like, I just called the cops. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> There's just no time. There's no time. So he, he calls the cops, and then, yeah, that's when, back to what you're saying, they find Mr. So they, like, Mr. Chef Bob. Question everyone. And then it's at that point, so cops come interview everyone. Days go by. Fucking like days. Maybe weeks. Days. I don't know. So Unknown. So then we get this new element introduced of the doll. 
This family wants to check out. Cops are crawling everywhere still. Family wants to check out. They're like, we have not enjoyed our stay because it is very cold in our room. And a crying woman keeps breaking in and talking to my child. Yeah. And and the little girl is like, yes, the crying lady. She's so sad. And the doll is so pretty. And they're like, oh, weird. Oh, and also Irene has shown up. Irene something. Oh, my God. And Irene. she's like, I'm British. And my papa owns this establishment. And I'm here to um, d- draw everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like, have you seen my beautiful sketches? And Sharon is like, wow, you are such a good artist. And I love your designer shorts. <laughs> because <laughs> she's like, thank you ever so. I'm uh, extremely rich. And so uh, here I am to enroll in your high school. La, 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 la. Oh, also, yeah. I sent out all the invitations. Because I was I to invite. And she's like, how did, why did you invite people? I don't know. She's like, I merely drew 50 names at random. And then and that then was the I other thing everyone. that doesn't explain anything because after that, Sharon's like, oh, that's weird because like, I feel like even if you did it at random, there's no way you could have picked like pe- 50 people that you never hang only out. only people I don't, who don't hang out. Yeah. Yeah. And so and she's and like, then, hmm, I don't know. Is that strange? And then we find out she's a fucking undercover cop. So like, okay, okay. And okay, we wait, don't wait, find wait. that out until the very end of the book. So wait, she... So- orchestrated she, a party before anything had happened. So was she doing that because she thought were, that they're like, did she do it like to try and this lure out? Question. How did but she either know? Way, How did she, she know that people she, were after a treasure there? How did she know? I don't know. And then on top of that, like it's her fault. Like she's the one who created this, this perfect ecosystem for the murders. And, Fucking Sharon was already going to throw a fucking pool party. Also, I took a photo part. of the page where it is revealed that Irene was an undercover cop the whole time. It truly no explanation is given. None. Um, They're just like, wow. So, so that's why. Oh, right. Right. So I hope it's you like, have the part. blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Because oh, I didn't Dan, understand. Like Dan had figured out it was Phil and his little business team orchestrating all of these insane events. And he says, and and um, Sharon is like, well, I don't understand why you didn't tell me. And he's like, oh, to save you. And she says, well, you might have at least confided in me about Irene. I didn't know myself until the very end. Wasn't that something? She fooled us all. She did that English accent so well. Who would have guessed she was just an undercover cop from Virginia instead of Irene Cragmore? Man, what a setup. Dan shook his head. That was kind of an elaborate hoax for the police, wasn't it? Having her pose as a wealthy investor throwing lavish parties for the best of the best. True, but she got to live upstairs and she could investigate 24 hours a day. But she arranged the party. There was nothing there wouldn't to have been investigate a party. yet. There wouldn't have been a party to investigate had <gasps> she not Wait. invited people. Unless, or maybe she, and this doesn't really wind. make sense either. Phil did send out the invitations. Phil did invite the caterers. And but then, then why she would she took say credit that? for it and only showed up after the fact to investigate it? But why? But still, but why? why? Uh, that at least makes a tiny bit more sense, but still makes no sense. Also, it's it doesn't explain at all, like, what the fuck she was doing all the time. Because mm-hmm. I know that she they're, like, enrolls in high school. She enrolls in high school. They retcon her into being like, oh, yeah, she's investigating. But what she's really doing is drawing like fucked up drawings. She's gaslighting Sharon. 
the and whole she, time. When she when she's on the roof and she because I did not understand this part and they attempt to explain it in the book and I still didn't get it. So Irene is on the roof with a murder weapon. No, 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 no. Sharon's on the roof watching Irene down by the pool drying. But regardless, oh, oh. Um, Irene has a fucking knife with and the initial it. CW and throws it in the deep end of the pool. Why? Why? And why? I didn't understand. And they it were wasn't like, oh, even she a murder it. weapon. It was just they a were, fucking knife. She just throws just a knife a in knife. the pool. And they why? were like, oh, well, you did that to like lure out the killer. But it's like, but how does that? How does that have anything to do, do with that? Anything? So everyone's behavior is. And, then, and Irene is making shit. friends with. The new friends that Sharon had made, it is truly like Linda Cargill just started writing and was going stream of consciousness yeah. or not, not, but like just built, just like thinking it up as she went and never changing anything after the fact. Well, because you can't press backspace. Yeah, it's so hard. Um, Impossible in 1996. It's there was no already such thing on yet. the page. It, we did have flip phones, but we did not have backspace yet. It was a very <laughs> hard time. And that's how we got to Y2K. Hashtag always forget. Hashtag always forget. Those 10 years were tough. So um, so it's really like, because then Irene, <laughs> Irene makes friends with the girls who were invited oh, yeah, the to the party who hadn't party. been friends with Sharon beforehand. And then after the party, they show up at Sharon's house and they enter a quote-unquote pact to always share information uh, that they may find to indicate what happened to the missing girls and to support each other no matter what. That's the pact they enter into. And they're like suddenly very good friends. But then Irene comes along and then Irene makes friends with them and Irene turns them against Sharon. And then yeah, she like friends with them. Irene. What was the police strategy there? What I feel like purpose at that point did that serve? I think and what they thought it was pact? her. It's like Linda Cargill made a pact at the beginning, thought she was going to do something with it, and then just did nothing with it. What pact? Well, I think that they, I think the the police, the various different police forces involved in this book, because there are many, <laughs> they don't seem to be communicating. Very, it's um, like a very heavily, like they are at a hundred percent employment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are so many, so many people in this town work for the police. <laughs> so, so all of these different police, they, I think they think it's Sharon. Like they for sure do, and maybe that's why she's like turning all of the girls away. Like they're all spying on her like, because. What? And then the other girls don't know that she's a cop, right? No one Correct. knows. So they just think that they just, get, they just think that Sharon and Dan have been kidnapping girls and killing them for no reason. Because that's the other thing. that There's no fucking reason. And they're like, well, it's because mm -mm. they're like poor. But, but like then they've got a business. And 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 the murders happen when both of them are like busy. <laughs> and like yeah, and being alibis. watched by the cops. Yeah. And at first it's like, oh, Dan did it by himself because he confesses to it so to get the heat off of Sharon, which makes no sense. Why would he and do that? And as they're like, oh, Dan did it because he was horribly jealous because Sharon dumped Dan to date Phil. But then once it's like, oh no, no, they're together, okay, they're in on. Okay, well then where did Dan's motive go? 
Yeah. What is Dan's motive now? What are you talking about? What are any of you talking about? What is this police work? Yeah. Yeah. There. Well, there is not. I mean, it's basically no. they're just like tailing different people. Because it's not and like also the cops being undercover. figure anything out. No. Dan figures it out. Yeah. Catches Phil, arrange, like, arranges yet another pool party. Because then they have like two more pool parties and people yet again disappear at the pool party. Okay. The shit that Dan got up to in order to like do his like piece de resistance like pool party situation like the pool i like i could like it was interesting because you could tell that the character was also kind of like um what because so so basically dan this entire time is like i know who did it but i can't tell you sharon because i need to protect you Mm -hmm. and he's like but also like don't trust phil Yeah. And she's like, okay. is it Phil? And he's like, no. And she's he's like, like okay. I'm just jealous. And she's like, okay. Um, it is as though Linda Cargill wrote Dan saying, I know who it is, but I'm not going to tell you because she hadn't decided yet. Yeah. That's what it feels like. She's yeah. like, I don't know. I'm still playing around with some ideas. Like it could be Dan. Uh, it, it could be Phil. It could be the doll, the murderous doll. <laughs> it could be oh the ghost woman God. crying. It. She. It's like she hadn't fucking decided yet also the manuscript that they find in the doll's oh my god how the fuck long was that manuscript how could it be that long it was was so so long long. it's a whole ass history of a girl who originally lived in that house also i laughed so hard because at the end of reading it i too was like who wrote this because it then like goes on to tell the story of the characters in the story and we still don't know we still don't we still know. Don't know who did I, write it. The doll, I guess, and then the doll put it in her own. Foot. Yes, that's what. And I laugh so hard because that's what Sharon thinks. Like she's uh-huh. like, but I mean, she's c- probably correct. But I did laugh really hard when she's like, "Who wrote this story? Uh, the guy in the story, the girl in the story, this doll before me." <laughs> I was like, I, "Girl, I think it might this be the very doll. doll in front of my eyes." Yeah, it is this very doll. It was 100% the doll because it couldn't. She was like, do you think it was Charlotte predicting the end? I was like, you think Charlotte predicted what was going to happen after her own death? Like you you think think Charlotte to the letter decided she was going to die and then knew exactly how her gold digging husband was going to take it, eventually lose his mind with greed himself and dive headfirst in the pool because he saw that the gold was in the pool you you think charlotte predicted that and put it in a manuscript before she herself did that i mean That's come on sharon occam's razor the doll is alive the doll it, is wrote, alive. <laughs> it wrote a that manuscript makes more sense than the yeah, other it does so it of does. course it was the doll you fucking idiot of course the doll is actually alive but then also Phil and his team are constantly trying to gaslight Sharon into believing the doll is alive. But the doll is alive. The doll is so, alive. So make a choice, Linda. Also, I just would have loved to be like, here's what I would have loved. I would have loved <laughs> to be a fly on the wall during one of their like theatrical productions of like being this yes. ghost woman. Yes. Like, are are they in like all black theater clothes? You know what I mean. Like, are yeah, they? Some in... of them are acting as theater techs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're the in their like they're in theater, theater black and like yeah. yeah. 
So they're all dressed. They're all ready. Stage they're on, blacks? What are, is it called? Your, uh, blank you blacks. Yeah. I think it's stage. Stage black. Yeah. Something um, like where that. you wear all black clothes so that way you can blend into the curtains. Um, but, I, right, and there's got to be like blocking and you know someone's like, places, places, and you like, they're like, oh, thank you, 20. <laughs> like, is it, is there a whole <laughs> like, like, like nobody touched the prop table. Did you touch the prop table? Yeah. Did you and guys they, take anything off the prop table? And they don't say good luck to each other before it starts. Like, is it a whole? <laughs> they won't say the word Macbeth, Macbeth in the house. Macbeth. Yes. Yes. Because because th- the whole house is a stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the whole house is the staging room. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think they fight over who gets to play Charlotte at a given time? Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> I, you know that like there were some I, I'm pretty sure that there's like some one of the group that like definitely thinks they're the best at playing Charlotte. Uh-huh. And I think the other people don't think there's a difference. And like every uh-huh. time they're like, oh, OK, well, like um, Tommy's going to do it this time. And the and other person like, is like, I don't. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm already in the outfit, so I just thought I oh, thought it would be. I just since I play, I like since I'm already kind of like in that headspace. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like we just don't really have time, like at this point, to yeah, just change it. So it's just like because has Marcus been doing the voice all day? Because we know that Marcus tends to lose the voice unless. <laughs> He's been speaking as Charlotte. Well, and Marcus for like is like at least so good hours. at doing the fog too. So like I just so don't. good. Oh my god, Marcus. 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 Like I don't know what you're so good at doing co- the fog. Like, concoction you made, but that fog is so realistic. Like it's stellar so realistic. job. And so like I'm just saying that like maybe Marcus is more valuable to the show. Because I just want what's best for the project, you know? Like yeah, I I just want to this isn't about ego. Ego's out the, the door, you project. know? No, 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 no. I'm not like trying to cast myself in the i'm just saying that i was like re all right so i've been on my spare time i've been like keeping a diary as though i were charlotte just so i can like stay in it (laughs) and i mean i wrote it you know so so it's like yeah you would have to read it to get it i came up with this backstory that i just feel like clarifies her motivation and it would like take a while to explain it. So I just might as so, well do like, it, right? Because like, I, yeah, I'm so here, you're well here. Marcus is like already elbows deep in the fog. So like, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. we should just, we should just kind of. So like you guys agree, right? Because we're chasing daylight here. So we are. Sh- <laughs> I mean, it's magic hour. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so I'm just saying. And then the other guys like look at him. And they're and like, they yeah, man, I mean, other. does it matter to me? When- and they're like, I really don't care. So it's fine. I He's wasn't like, going to. What if we take this character on the road? Like, what if we, like, he tries to come up with, like, other ways to, like, <laughs> like use the oh character. Oh, my God. What if we used the Charlotte um, for, like, a bank heist? The Charlotte staging <laughs> for, like, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, all right. So picture this. We put the doll in a safety deposit box. <laughs> At the HSBC. <laughs> we falsify records to make it seem like that safety deposit box was open in 1913. Phil, again, chasing daylight. You said it yourself, so I'm just going <laughs> to re- repeat it back to you. We're chasing daylight. Yeah. yeah. They're like, uh, 
I mean, if we could just if we could just get the blocking done, that would be great. Because <laughs> we haven't and really rehearsed. We haven't rehearsed blocking. at all. And oh like, God, I'm so glad you brought that up. Because did you guys take a look at the fight choreography? <laughs> I added a couple of um. I, added I a recorded co- like, a tape. Did you did you take a look at the fight choreography that I that I? Mapped like out? if not, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, that's why I should be. We can use it at our night. It's just we can. Use, we already said that you could be Charlotte. <laughs> He's like, well, because I've got it. Why in my are we head still talking already, about so this? Like, yes, you can be Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put the blood on the doll again. Jesus Christ, Phil. Because well, like you're so good at doing the blood on the doll. Okay, you know? like put, you're so good at that. <laughs> just put the wig on. You've already got the dress on. Go put the wig on. Okay. 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 But this is like every night because they're doing this every fucking night. Again. You guys, he's going to make us do fucking theater games with Charlotte. Yeah. In character, he makes them do zip zaps off with him as Charlotte. He makes <laughs> them do, he makes them hold hands in a circle <laughs> and do a pep talk before every performance. Oh my God. Yeah. And then he's like, got your back, got your back, got your back, got your back, got your back. Thank you, five. <laughs> no one said five, um, Phil. Yeah, but thank you, five, because it is five. It is five. Um, but yeah, this is every fucking night because they are every doing night. this full on thing. And then, okay. And then they're like, thank you, five. And they're like, oh my God, nobody drugged Charlotte. Nobody drugged Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> you made the same joke. Like, oh, I'm remembering now why, Phil, you weren't going to play Charlotte tonight. It's because you were supposed to go and drug the Cokes. Because Did you're you supposed do that? to seduce and, sh- and Did drug you do- Yeah, because you are also the boyfriend. And he's like, well, it's just that, like, I really. Okay, so I, it is still in my pocket. He's like, this is why I was trying to delegate. And they're like, you literally can't delegate seducing and drugging Sharon. She only knows you. It's only you. We can't switch that role up, Phil. And he's like, well, I can't delegate being Charlotte. Because <laughs> that's the crux. Yeah. That's the crux. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, we have to call off tonight because nobody drugged Sharon. We're just going to have to push again. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I really, I really felt in the zone tonight. Yeah, he's like, I, I lost it. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. What if I can't get it back tomorrow? I was really feeling like, God, and I invited that guy from the Tribune. You invited a theater critic, <laughs> Phil? <laughs> Well, that's why I'm throwing the pool party so that way he can <laughs> seamlessly join the teens. <laughs> He's really excited about this immersive project we put together. It's not an immersive <laughs> project, Phil. Phil, this is we're treasure hunters. They're like, Phil, what's okay, your goal for this? What's your goal for this? <laughs> and he's like, I just feel like we found something really magical, and why not run with I just it? Feel like this is the treasure. Mm, the treasure was not the characters Phil. we played all along not. the way. No. No, Phil. <laughs> no, Phil. Yeah. It's about the fucking treasure. It's about the okay, money. But like, think about the long term business plan. Yeah, long term is a that touring immersive theater company <laughs> with stealing. <laughs> with stealing. And he's like, and maybe we pivot. Maybe we pivot away from stealing and just all together. <laughs> what if what I've if been it's talking just... to a guy in Akron? He has <laughs> a small theater. Yeah. Uh, the and repertory company left. It got disbanded because the artistic director did get canceled. But it's <laughs> not the owner who got canceled. And they're so it's like, fine. Well, we don't know what canceled means. 
it's because 1996. it's 1996. So they're like, like a TV show. And he's like, you're going to have to sort wait of. 30 years. <laughs> then he looks to camera. Yeah. And then winks. And then it's like, and everybody's like, Phil, what are you doing? <laughs> Phil? Phil, are you okay? Phil, 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 Phil. Phil, Phil. Phil, you're, oh God. That eye twitch uh, is back. Oh God, Phil. <laughs> Sorry, I phased out of time again. It's all the future. Yeah, uh, keeps happening. So much is going on with Phil in this book, you guys. And this is why I'm pushing so hard with immersive theater because I see the future. Uh-huh. And I see that that's going to be big. Everywhere. Improv everywhere. Like we can then pivot to marketing feature films. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking Comic-Con. I'm talking South by Southwest. They're like, Phil, we don't know. What, what are these? About. What are He's like, about? I'm talking Strategicon at the Marriott outside the LAX. <laughs> <laughs> I just think this is why I should be both Charlotte and director of strategy is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying because I have the vision. Mm-hmm. Literally. I'm literally seeing. I have visions. <laughs> visions. I have visions. Um, so also, so it's I know, a weird book, you guys. I know that Sharon is like drugged all the time. Uh huh. But like, I just feel like the fact that she is fooled by like this whole situation of like, first of all, there's like five people present doing these like evil mm-hmm. hauntings all the time. So she's like only seeing one. Like, you know, that just like right outside her field of vision, there's like people directing. They're like, <clears throat> they're like, you have to go over here and you have to go over here and do the haunting now. And I just, it's hard for me to buy. Well, I guess anything in this book, really. Yeah. <laughs> Basically the premise, the entire thing. Um, yep. But it's fun. It, it's a, it's like, it's so many things. It's entertaining and boring. Yeah. It's like I was fascinated, but also wanted it to be over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was it's just very interesting. I enjoyed interesting. this one. Um, I let me see because I took some screenshots here. Um. Oh, those are the only two sh- screenshots I took. That's funny. The two screenshots that I took were. One was when Dan like instantly calls the police and then the other one was when she's like really embarrassed because what's his name is doing like this like GoFundMe for her family. Phil. Oh, I thought it was really funny when she went to the party with Phil's friends and she was like, something is going on here because these people are playing poker with real money. Oh, my God. Her. She's such a self-admitted prudishness. Yeah, I like that. She was like, wow, I'm pretty embarrassed that I'm like flummoxed by this yep (laughs) like wow i'm kind of pathetic yeah she's like wow sharon you're real pathetic and i was like yes yeah yeah." and then phil like is on the verge of raping her oh yeah at that same party and then he's like oh sorry i got carried away and she's like it's fine and then she does forgive him. Yeah. But she is kind of turned off by him enough so that they break up eventually. Yes. Well, because then he's fucking stalking her. And the family is having him stalk her. Like, Can they're you? forcing her to be chaperoned somewhere 
every minute of every day. This is like a true nightmare. This is a real nightmare. Like, can you imagine that like you are feeling suffocated by this guy and you're and your family, the people who are like usually the first to be like, yo, this it's guy is scary. Weird. Yeah, that they're like, oh, my God, it's so great. Like, you better not break up with him because he's so amazing. And like, like what how is so amazing about him? He's really weird and talks <laughs> weird. <laughs> I'm just imagining uh, you being like, um, this guy is really weird. Really weird. <laughs> uh, you guys, this guy's pretty weird. <laughs> He is pretty weird, though. He talks so strangely. Yeah. He does. I he mean, talks he says very... thing, he's like, oh, what are you obsessed with that jailbird? He says jailbird. He, he calls Dan jailbird. a kook. But he... everyone like people, like, everyone talks weird, though. Like this part. OK, it's just him. Says, most of all. Shame on you, Sharon. Why didn't you tell us you were in that much trouble? Say, I remember your party. You had a real nice place. Shame to lose it. Hard luck. I hope things look up soon. Like that. Yeah, everybody talks like it's the 50s. Yeah, they all talk very 50s. Like, gosh, you've got a real swell place. Yeah, they do swell place. (laughs) Yeah. It's just that he, maybe it's just he's given the most dialogue. (laughs) And she's constantly having to talk to him because he's just always fucking around. He's everywhere. Yeah. He's picking her up from places. He's chaperoning mm -hmm. her. He's He's hanging out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. Picking her up, putting her down. Yeah. Every which way. Every which way. Um, um, but it's a quick read. Yeah, and eventually Dan realizes the all the treasure was like, is, is under the pool. Oh, that's right. Because like, so basically the story- black marble tiled pool. Yeah. So the story that they learn <laughs> from the manuscript that's in the foot of the doll. <laughs> that the doll is, wrote. That the doll wrote, okay, like a full biography of mm-hmm. the girl that used to live there. So there was this girl. She was very beautiful. She used to live at the house before, very long ago. Uh, her dad was spoiled her, and her her parents. He's a sea captain. He's a sea captain, which this author loves. And this girl, she um you know, had this doll that her dad got made in Jamaica, which is a very, you know, in a very xenophobic way. They're like, it's a, you know, anything could happen. Um, And it's this very special doll that's made that looks exactly like her. And every, all the servants are like crossing themselves at the side of the doll. They're like, this doll's evil. And whenever this girl would say that she like wanted revenge to happen on people, like bad things would happen to them. And it was kind of like the doll's fault. And, um, Oh, yeah. She totally drops that, too, that Charlotte yeah. is, like, a witch. Yeah. And then as she Whatever, gets older, man. the doll starts looking older. <laughs> and then... um, And then the doll can't protect her at all. No, the doll Whatever. does not protect her. Instead, she ends up throwing herself... Or so she marries this guy, and the guy is a gold digger, and he very obviously is that, but she doesn't see it. She marries him anyway, even though her dad's like, don't do it. He ends up using all their money. Dad c- catches a tropical fever. He is about to die. And he's like, listen, I'm going to leave you all of this money. Guess what? It's all there. It's gold. It's in the fucking, you know, it's in the banana stand. And she's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I can't tell my husband. But husband finds out. She then throws herself off of the top of the house 
crashes through the like greenhouse thing they built over the pool into the water dead. He then, like you said before, goes crazy with greed, also jumps off, falls into the pool. So then Dan, cut to now, Dan has figured this all out. Dan's like, I know where the money is. And Phil's looking for it separately. But Dan has figured out, he finds out, oh my gosh, it's lining the pool. But it's... Because um, he found the treasure map. Because he found the treasure map also in the foot. Also in the foot. Of the doll. <laughs> Which I so, guess he kept from Sharon, again, to protect her. Again, so to So that he could her. stage this thing where he uh, fucking blows up. That was insane. Like he somehow has gotten. She almost a hold gets of, killed by a chunk of cement. She, he's like, "All right, time for us to catch a killer." And he's like, "Let's throw another pool party." And they turn on music, and sure enough, Phil shows up, and they fight, fight, fight. And he's like, "Well, guess what? You're never getting the stuff because I am gonna explode the pool." And everyone's like, wait, explain. And he's like, yeah, that's right. I found dynamite somewhere off page. And now I'm going to explode everything. And he does. And that is insane. Because also the fact that she's not pissed, like I would be like, there has to be a better way for us to A, find the jewelry and B, like, escape Phil then exploding the house me and my mom live in or the pool and destroying the treasure in the process and destroying the treasure in the process it's just idiot it's it's not like he needed to destroy the treasure to keep Phil from getting it or to turn Phil in because Phil is like never truly caught red-handed dan just calls the cops on him oh i forgot about the part where when sharon and dan have been meeting in secret it turned out (gasps) someone had bugged her and she keeps saying like who planted the mic on me who and i'm like how did you not know a mic was on your i know i know where was this mic and then i thought the mic was going to come back into play when phil was confessing everything but it no. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did not? Does not. Did not. Does and not. that would have made some kind of sense because that would have made, that would have nailed Phil to the wall. I know. Instead, Phil just gets shot by the police because he, I guess, wouldn't stop running at them. But yeah. they say don't move and then immediately shoot at him. Well, that's the most realistic which part. Which we know of the, to be true. Yes. Most realistic part A-cab. of the thing. A cab. Well, yeah, that whole part. I forgot about that. It's very. She's like, Irene, you planted that mic on me. She's like, and Irene's know. like, no, sit over here. I Would you like a coke? What you're talking of crumpets, oh, yeah. crumpets, tea, penny farthing. Yeah. I'm ever so British. <laughs> I bet too that her accent was not good, and that they it's are probably just terrible, idiots. and they just don't know. Yeah, yeah, they're just like, oh. Mm-hmm. But I bet you she it was like it was like the accent was like me trying to do a public domain theater. It was like going all over the fucking aisles. And like, I mean, it was possibly me trying to do public. domain <laughs> theater. It could have been that bad. 
And then they're just like, wow, so exotic. That's the other thing that made me laugh so hard. (laughs) That made me laugh so fucking hard was that this lady decides to go undercover as a cop to go to this high school. And she, like, can you imagine if your friend, like, if I showed up, okay, and I'm like, I'm going to go undercover at this school, and my hair was jet black, and I had purple contacts in, like, wouldn't you be like, okay, look, you can just do cosplay. <laughs> like, you don't have to go and undercover. We have talked before about how colored contacts are not convincing. They're not as good. I mean, they are more convincing if you have blue eyes and you're just changing the tint. Like, that's actually uh, okay. more because it's just like a tint and then so you can't really tell. Whereas if you have dark eyes and you're trying to lighten them, it has to have those streaks and then that usually... Uh looks pretty fake um but still 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 (laughs) very much still still i think it's not it's not you know how like sometimes you know like camera sees what camera sees so like if you're sitting in like regular lighting sometimes like someone's makeup might not look you know, like you'd be like, oh, really? That's going to look good on camera. But then the way that like the light hits it or whatever, mm-hmm. it looks good. Like fine on camera, but not up close. Yeah. Yeah. But like this is like in real life, this girl wearing these contacts. I don't know. It's just I betting it was not that convincing. <laughs> I bet you it, it was probably as convincing as the. The hauntings, <laughs> the fake hauntings. But without the assistance of drugged Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. But her and Dan end up together. Mm-hmm. Of course. Big surprise mm-hmm. there. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Wild book. Wild book. I would Wild recommend it. Book. It's fun. But also kind of boring. It's like, yeah, it's very hard to describe how I was both just like, fascinated and bored i was actually less bored because the other book we read i was more bored so i think it was like that's so funny i was more interested in the other book well i'm glad just so weird and i was just like nothing means anything well i'm just glad about that i was was like bored it it was all just so fucking random and weird which is its own kind of entertaining i think it's like just pend on just depends on what mood a person is in. Yes, I think so, for sure. I think it just like, like wasn't in the mood for it, maybe. Yeah, because I was all question marks and exclamation points when reading this. I was like, <laughs> what? So, um, but thank you everybody for listening. Really, really appreciate you. A very special thank you to our Patreon listeners, patreon.com slash teencreeps. There's a lot of really cool stuff on there. Um, and shout outs to our Patreon producers who give it the $15 a month level. Thank you, Aaron Fernandez, Adam Halwitz, Amanda Nangle, Amy T, Ann Dwyer, Ashley Fritz, Brian Petty II, Claire Moore, Courtney McPhail, Danielle Lamana, Danny B, Drew W, Emma, Aaron B, Gabriela Santiago, Gianna Fernandez, Gwendolyn Ludovic, Jeremy Cronk, Jeremy Goodfellow and Marco Pavlicich, Jessica Smith Harper, Jessica Yu, Jonathan Venable, Karen Lewis, Kat Miller, Katie Lilly, Katie Olsner, Heath Anderson, Kelly Burns, Kodiak S, Chris Darina, 
Landry Desmond, Larry Nguyen, Laura Hooper, Luke Bartek, Mandalay Wolschlager, Max B, Megan Lozier, Mel Leos, Melody, Micah Yunus, Miguel Camacho, Miranda Hester, Molly G, Molly Marks, Noah Spargo, Rachel Bassert, Randy Klett, Rebecca Goss, Rogue Kalihua, Sersha Descaro, Sarah Wallen, Sasha Gibson, Sylvie T, Tristan Buckner, Victoria Beck, Victoria Gray, and Victoria Valdez. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. We really appreciate it. Yeah. So we'll see you next episode when we are reading L.D. Pierce's The Dreamer. <laughs> or... The Dreamer. Okay. Good. I was right. Yes. Until then, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.